Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I want to tell you about the Ringers Gambling Podcast. It is called Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, and you're not going to believe this, but it is hosted by Cousin Sal, the biggest degenerate gambler that I know. He's such a degenerate. He has three other degenerates that he calls the degenerate trifecta, and they break down every conceivable gambling thing you would ever want to gamble on. They even take you to Captain Morgan's Make Believe Casino where Sal makes up props on, on all kinds of things, sports, pop culture, you name it. You are going to want to get your gambling advice from these guys. Cousin Sal, he's been a staple on the BS podcast for the last 10 years. So good that we gave him his own podcast. Check it out, Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? It's your girl, WB Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man Show. And you are listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker here with my returning co-host, the most over-return <laughs> in all of wrestling podcast history, Dave Schilling. Welcome back. Congratulations. Thank you. How's I, it going, man? How's fatherhood? It's great. Uh, I never thought that I would have so much fun changing diapers, but it's a blast. I highly recommend you do it. Tell everybody what your what your newborn son's name is. Ozzy. It doesn't matter oh, what it is. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No. Tell everybody what his name is. Ozzy. Ozzy. Yes. Ozzy Schilling. It's not, he's not named for anyone. It's just Ozzy. Um, not Ozzy Smith. Not Ozzy Gian. Uh, not the Wizard of Oz. Ozzy and Harriet Ozzy? Not, not Oswald Cobblepot. Just Ozzy. I used to, I, uh, one of my buddies years ago was, was having his first child, and he and his wife were doing the whole, like, who gets to pick the name thing. And my, I, anyone's free to, to borrow this. I really feel like this is the best naming convention that you could possibly come up with. The wife gets to pick the name because, mm-hmm. of course, the wife gets to pick the name. Duh. But in and but in a in a move towards fairness, the husband gets to make up the story about why you picked the name, oh. and the wife has to go along with it. I mean, I'm a storyteller by trade, so I think right. that's a great idea, right? So uh, we just picked the name out of a hat. Yeah, that's the story. Good what? story. Yeah. Well. She, if it's like, but if she's naming after her grandfather or something, you can be like, no, it's named after a wrestler. Yeah, I'm trying to think, is there an Oswald or an Oz? Oh, Oz. Oz. The Great and Powerful. There's got to be like an Shout Ozzy wrestler. Shout out to Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Speaking of shouting out, the most important thing that's happening in wrestling this week, the most important thing for us to be talking about is, uh, the most important thing for us to do is to give a big shout out to James Ellsworth, who has been future endeavored by WWE. R.I.P. Pour one out uh, for... Maybe the most unlikely superstar of all time. I got to say, you know, this is a sad thing. Anytime someone gets released by WWE, it's sad because it means they don't have a paycheck coming in. They don't have the national exposure of being on television every week. But I almost feel like this is the perfect button for his story. He ends up taking all those finishers at the house show. Um, He gets told off by Carmella. He had this whole great run that 
quite frankly, he shouldn't have had. If you really oh, think no, about no way. who becomes a superstar in professional wrestling, he's the last guy you would ever expect. So even having this run in WWE is amazing, and, and I almost feel like he's graduating from college. He lived his dream. He did. Um, it's always going to be bittersweet when it ends, but dude, this guy's going to go out and, like, he's he wasn't even an indie wrestler to the extent that we think of indie wrestlers before this, and now he's going to be that. Yeah. He's gonna get he's gonna get booked to like take Meltzer drivers <laughs> at you know ar- National Guard armories all over the Midwest, and he'll be back in WWE. He's the he's the, he won the first Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. He'll sure. be back. Yeah, he can come back. Yeah, it's the full time employment thing. Eugene or, came back. Anybody can come back. What's Eugene up to these days? I think he retired from wrestling. He's no longer wrestling as Capital U Dash G E N E. I don't. Yeah, E Money. That should have been his name. Yeah, I think he's a Louisville Kentuckian. I always liked Eugene. Um, anyway, uh, James Ellsworth no longer with the company. Hopefully, um, what do you think this means for Carmella? Is gonna she gonna get her chance to shine now? Now that she's out of Ellsworth's <laughs> shadow, I don't. I don't think that that's accurate. I know you're joking. Uh, I don't know. It's there was nothing about that pairing that was particularly compelling. But it also wasn't holding her back. It's just kind of, it was a thing. And that's why I wasn't surprised that he got released is because he wasn't adding anything, but he wasn't subtracting anything. So he was just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget, he had a really significant run, not like his first run. He had the, like, basically like the sub main event, like, like the, he was the, he was the potato sack in like the main event scene in SmackDown for a while. Um, Yeah. I mean, man, he did it. He lived the dream. He has a win over AJ Styles. Many millions of of wannabe wrestlers out there would give anything for the weird semi-brief run that James Ellsworth had in WWE. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about the Survivor Series, which is this coming Sunday. It's a Thanksgiving time tradition. Thanksgiving a Jace tradition. Yes. Um they they spent I felt like Michael Cole has talked a lot about Thanksgiving over the past couple of weeks. Just like putting it in, I don't. Like, He's hungry. Is he? Was he like just apologizing for the fact that it's like right before Thanksgiving and kind of awkward to watch? I know it's gonna be weird for me. I'm gonna be like, like trying to find some Wi-Fi in New Jersey during Survivor Series. Oh yeah, because you're going out of town. Well, yeah. those of us who stay in sunny Los Angeles, it's just another day. Not that New Jersey doesn't have Wi-Fi, but it's just <laughs> asking a lot to be like. Peace. I, I got to go hide somewhere for three hours and watch a wrestling pay per view on my iPad. Family, you could just watch it later. Sure, but it's. I mean, I'm not going to be in a different. Sit- I'll still be amongst the extended family. Right. Then they're not going to want to watch Survivor Series. They might. They might. Maybe that's the move. Just like put it on the TV. I'm going to download WWE Network and we're going to watch this. And you either like it or you don't like it. Here, have some gin. Gin. Gin is not really a, a Thanksgiving beverage, but it's my favorite. So, all right. Well, Dave, have some gin for me. Um, Ellsworth is out. Before we get to Survivor Series, a couple of news and notes. We have some. We have some ins. Ellsworth's gone, uh, and now we have uh, the return of Ric Flair on SmackDown, which uh, accompanied Charlotte's uh, rise to or, or reacquisition of the Women's Championship belt. Um, we have Triple H's big return on Monday Night Raw. All of these things are, I mean, that that's a huge component for Survivor Series itself. Were there any other shocking returns? Roman uh, Reigns came. Where was Roman Reigns? I agreed with Stephanie. I was like, I actually forgot where Roman Reigns had been. Sick. Like, actual sick? He had the mumps. 
Oh, that's right. He was one of them. Where have you been? But everybody been? else came back last week. Well, they were saving him for a big moment. Or at least Bo came back. Shout out to Roman Reigns for coming back. Shout out to the entire Shields and whoever is sewing shirts together for them. <laughs> Never a fan of people wearing branded t-shirts, although this year it feels a little bit more significant than most years. Uh, I, I had less of a problem with the Raw and the SmackDown branded t-shirts. Still can't get into the, I cut my shirt in half and had someone sew it together with another shirt look. Well, when you're that big... You gotta have, you gotta sew it and make it bigger. When you got those big Roman Reigns, oh, you Reigns think guns. he just didn't? They couldn't find big enough shirts. Oh yeah, that huge neck. One of my buddies, Ian, shout out to Ian Hooper. He occasionally reads my stuff and 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 uh, and and listens to the podcast. I believe uh, one of my buddies back in Louisville, Kentucky, that I was you know talked wrestling with growing up. Remember one time as a kid, he got to go. We were in like you know middle school. He got to go to uh, an Aerosmith concert, and by the time he got to the merch table they only had small t-shirts left and he was a big dude so he like took his he bought the shirt anyway and he took it home and his mom like cut out the front panel of the shirt and sewed it onto another shirt that was like like that sort of matched what yeah that's a loving mother does he still have the shirt i don't know wow that is dark why don't you just not buy the shirt you go to the concert and you got to buy a shirt. I guess this was before the internet when you could just buy t-shirts. Yeah, that was like your only chance. Touche, man. To get, not, I mean, to get the tour shirt for sure, but like even to get an Aerosmith shirt, you could go to like, you know, the mall record shop and they would ha- they have like 12 shirts and maybe one would be Aerosmith. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of merchandise, I'm wearing my WrestleMania 7 hat I got from Wrestling for Sale. That's awesome. Shouts to at Wrestling for Sale on Instagram, man. I don't think I could pull that off. You look great. I look like a train conductor. It's okay. Yes. You look like... Uh, you, Thomas the Tank Engine? I was going to say you look like Steven Spielberg. He is like, <laughs> like I was watching the Spielberg documentary. He spent a lot of time in like oversized train conductor hats. There's my wrestling name, Black Steven Spielberg. All right. Let's go. Let's get to the stuff that really matters here. And that is Randy Orton and Kevin Owens' Twitter feud. I'm just kidding. We don't really <laughs> need to talk about that too much except to acknowledge that it happened and that we will only be referring to Randy Orton as the Vapor Randy Orton from now on. <laughs> Um, the Vapex Predator? The Vapex <laughs> Okay. We could do this all day. We could. We could, man. Um, so uh, our heel producer, Jim, just sent me a link. I don't know if this is news, breaking news, but it's news to me that Hulk Hogan is feuding with Ed Leslie, a.k.a. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, this is from like two weeks ago. I got to say, this is really sad. If the two best friends in wrestling history can't stay together... What's going to happen to us one day? I mean, you're already wearing the, the beanie, so you're, you're bandana adjacent right now. What uh, if I just started like gluing little hair, sprigs of hair to the back of my head to look like Hulk Hogan? You've already uh, painted on the beard. I do. I do have the, I have the New World Order beard going on. Now I'm just going to touch it awkwardly while I talk. <laughs> Guys, if you're not watching the YouTube version you of this podcast. It. There's a lot it. of stuff going on. Yeah, I, don't, I just can't deal with all this Hogan... Hogan it's a lot of Brutus. paranoid, insane wrestling thing uh, going on. There's something uh, related to to Beefcake's wife. Uh, it's just it's a lot of nonsense that I can't really understand. Uh, and I'm not about to work myself into a shoot because uh, I'm no jabroni mark. Let me tell you. No, no, we should talk about it because one thing that we should have mentioned last week when when Kazee and I were talking about the Ric Flair 30 for 30, and I'm sure someone's pointed this out, but uh, it was talking about it to someone after the show, is that. <clears throat> You know, that was a WWE was involved in that production. Clearly, they, you know, had to provide the footage. I I would guess that they 
had some degree of a sign-off on it. Who knows? Triple H was in it way more than I thought he would be. Triple H was in it a whole lot. Uh, so was Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Assorted other WWE uh, wrestlers. And Hulk Hogan was there. So um, w- one would think that WWE would have could have put their foot down about Hogan. Maybe not. But that was... Everyone's been waiting for Hulk Hogan's return to WWE and sort of being accepted back. Now, obviously, he's not making an appearance at SummerSlam. But I think, I think that's the step one that everybody's been looking for. His teeth look great. Whoever kept those teeth, they did a fantastic job with Hulk Hogan. I, just, I think he'll be back maybe at WrestleMania. At the Silverdome in New <laughs> Orleans, Louisiana. That would be incredible. My guess is probably maybe not WrestleMania, but we'll see. That's a giant stage for him to potentially get a weird reaction. Yeah, good point. I say we just like wait for Raw in Tampa and have him do an appearance. Raw 25? Ooh, Raw 25 is going to be a big deal. Are you going to be in Brooklyn for that? I haven't decided yet. I'm not. When is it? January? No, I think it's December. Well, safe to say I won't be there. Anyway, Um, should we talk about Raw, though? What happened on Raw? Yeah. Did you watch it this week? I didn't watch it. I'm just I, kidding. I took two uh, weeks. I took two weeks off from watching wrestling. Did you really? I, I well, yeah. I just had a kid. I didn't know if you caught up on it. I, I I definitely caught up, but I like spent those two weeks not watching wrestling. Right. Uh. So it was a pleasant pleasant thing to go back and 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 get back into wrestling after a two week break. I didn't hate it. Raw this week. Yeah. Yeah. I Raw, I, Raw this week was good. It was either because absence makes the heart grow fonder, or it was just a really good show. I thought Raw and SmackDown having those overarching storylines related to Survivor Series made the show a lot better. Um, WWE is in a very strange place right now. Or, I don't know, strange isn't the right word. Unusual for what we're accustomed to for WWE. They're in full-on throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Let's Or, like, we're, we're just booking our biggest matches that we can think of and, like, forget about what our plans were, forget about continuity. I mean, they're in panic mode. And... I you know whatever there's lots of reasons why they may be there um you know I've been hearing for a while that football season uh and how it's been impacting viewership on the network and subscriptions and stuff hasn't been um great it's it all seems a little bit crazy but who cares they're finally booking in an interesting way yeah I don't think it's panic mode because this happens every year and we kind of forget that around Survivor Series they really start to amp things up and you have this whole sort of squishy middle of the summer where they experiment with to- totally true but one thing that we've seen over and over again is WWE's insistence upon being able to promote their big matches so f- like a month in advance a month out from a card to the point where we're just bored out of our minds watching Raw because they've already announced all the main events and nothing's going to change, right? Now, this year we have, I mean, if it, for Survivor Series this year, uh, we have uh, Charlotte winning at the last minute. Um, the The Shield New Day match was announced basically at the last minute after they had already set up the Shield versus the, or Ambrose and Rons versus the Usos. Um, we got Triple H coming back at the last minute. Uh, we had AJ Styles grabbing the SmackDown title and take taking a spot in the main event two weeks out from Survivor Series. I mean, these are huge, huge changes. And it's not as if, you know, it, it would be one thing if they had the anchor match already set. Then you could kind of overlook the rest of it. Oh, they were just trying to trying to keep excitement up. But they changed the main event. Like, yeah. they, it, it wasn't even like, we don't know who's going to be in the main event. It, the entire premise was Jinder Mahal calling out Brock Lesnar. It, it, if it had, even if it had been Brock Lesnar saying... 
I'm the baddest man in the world. I don't care who the SmackDown champion is. Meet me at Survivor Series. But no, it was Jinder Mahal. Yeah. So this is all stuff that is like clearly in flux in real time. And it's kept me very interested in Raw. Yeah. It, and SmackDown. Surprises and, and uh, the kind of atmosphere of anything is possible has been missing for a long time. And, and if it's because of, um, you know, the the slow ticket sales for the India tour causing them to switch the title to AJ Styles or if it's because of the mumps thing and not not knowing who's going to be available uh whatever the reason is it's created this um moment where it's really intriguing to watch wrestling again so is is mumps the mvp of of Potentially. WWE this year? Potentially. We got AJ Styles versus Finn Balor on a pay-per-view. Yeah, that's We're getting Triple H coming back. We're getting New Day versus The Shield, which is, you know, regardless of the fact that it's it's a, a, a three versus three match with no title on the line and no story, it's a dream match. Sure. You never thought these two teams or these these groups would ever face each other in a big pay-per-view uh, encounter. So it's great that this stuff is happening. It's a great look for, for the New Day, too. Um, to put them in that position to inevitably lose, but still, um, so we'll, let's just, I mean, we can jump right into survivor series, but you know, we met, we both talked about triple H and, and before we totally lose the thread, it's worth mentioning that he's been announced as the opponent for Jinder Mahal at the now only show that WWE is running in India, right? There were going to be two. Am I correct? Yeah. So they, they cut one of the, uh, the, the shows, uh, there's been no explanation, but people have been speculating that it's either because they weren't selling enough tickets or because... <laughs> That's a logical explanation? Go sure. On. Or because the air quality in uh, in New Delhi is terrible right now. And it would be... They just want to get the, the crew out quick, more quickly? Yes. Like What I read uh, is that the air quality is so bad that it's the equivalent of smoking 45 cigarettes in one day. Is that why Jinder Mahal works out in that oxygen deprivation mask? <laughs> He's not from India. No, He's but he, just to, to prepare for the tour. Oh, sure. Yeah, potentially. Um, Is that good for your calves or no? I don't know. Uh, so Jinder Mahal, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, is no longer uh, our SmackDown champion. He's not even on the card, by the way. Right. He made a brief appearance on SmackDown to tell AJ Styles it doesn't matter if he, you know, what happens at Survivor Series. He's going to be there waiting for him. The India tour is reduced. I mean, do we think is is, is Jinder Mahal? Is this a problem? I mean, is is are they done with him, or is this just like a momentary blip while we do Survivor Series and he'll be back in the main event and you know immediately thereafter? I could go either way, but it does sort of feel like that moment when um, Baron Corbin lost the Money in the Bank briefcase. That this is a punitive measure hmm. for whatever reason, and that. It's a little bit of a reset. Baron Corbin is still being pushed. He's still a big part of the show, but he's not penciled in for a championship match. So I think you can't totally cut bait on Jinder Mahal after all the work that's been done to build him up, but I don't see him going on to WrestleMania as the champion. I don't see him and John Cena. When you were out next week, I suggested that he join Owens and Zayn as a new Team Canada. (laughs) <laughs> just flip it the other direction and be yeah. like yeah but you know all that stuff about me being from india just <laughs> it's nonsense i'm not from india i'm canadian this is pro wrestling man you're only you're only where you say you're from so the ultimate warrior was definitely from parts unknown 
Yeah, where was Hilton Warrior actually from? Arizona? Arizona? I mean, that's where he was living at the end. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, anyway. All right, Dave, let's break down the Survivor Series card. But before we do that, I want to tell you about a company that can help you recruit teammates for your Survivor Series team. Are you in need of great talent for your business, but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools. Smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click, so you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And the easy-to-use ZipRecruiter dashboard lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish all in one place. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners of The Masked Man Show can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Masked Man. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Masked Man. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Masked Man. Survivor Series. This is the important thing. On Sunday, uh, maybe the most, I mean, seriously, the most excited I've been for a pay-per-view in some time. Now, every match isn't going to be, you know, a five-star classic, but I, I'm, let's just start running down the card. We can dip back into the, the past few weeks as we talk about it. Um, right now, the pre-show only has one match. There's talk of a second one, but right now it's Enzo Amore versus Kalisto um, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Did you, did, you, uh, were, did you engage in Kalisto's birthday party last night, by the way? No. I, I, didn't I have either. a son. I have an excuse every time I don't want to watch 205 Live. I have a child. You're 205 Live. Uh, you're, you're like our, our, our official 205 Live reviewer here. Roving I correspondent. I was watching SmackDown this morning before I came in because I haven't been really, I haven't had any time at, at night either and uh, was fast forwarding, you know, just like the comer- like the, the bumper segments. And there was that graphic for Kaliso's birthday. And I just, I'm sure Enzo ruined it. But but what would make you, why would you watch 205 Live for a birthday party? (laughs) Why do you watch Raw for a food fight? Uh, These are things that people think are appealing. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Birthdays happen for everyone. (laughs) It's not a special thing. Enzo versus Kalisto, who you got? There's no reason to change the title here. Is there? Enzo's obviously the most over guy on 205 Live. He doesn't have any challengers that are anywhere close. They just changed the title a couple weeks ago. Uh, sleeve it. Yeah, Enzo goes over. I'm starting to really enjoy his work as a heel. I like him and Gulak together. I don't know if that's going to be a thing going forward, but they have some comic they have chemistry. Good comic, they have good comic chemistry. Yeah. I'm still, I think I would like, I don't know why I have such a bug at my ass about just like, everybody's got such separate gimmicks in 205 Live, except, well, yeah, even the tag teams, you know, and they just kind of throw people together and it's, if this were the only oddball pairing, I think it would be a lot more fulfilling for me. But the, there's all these weird pairings. The only one that makes sense, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan, they're both black. I, I, I'm I'll, not I'll leave that with you. I'm as, not more, as Michael P.S. Hayes would say, that's the gimmick, you know. Um, all right. 
Moving on up to card. Oh, wait, I have to pick. Yes, you do. Sometimes you forget, so don't forget this time. I am going to pick Kalisto. And the reason is because uh, Babyface is winning on the pre-show is a thing. Um, all right. Next match will be Intercontinental Championship. Or any, any IC champion The Miz versus U.S. champion Baron Corbin. Um, in a battle for uh, inner brand supremacy. I guess that's, ha- that's most of the matches on this card. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but they got to find a reason to have these interpromotional matches besides it's Survivor Series, and it's the one time a year. Well, this is, yeah, this can... is sort of interesting. I mean, I guess I guess that at this level, and, you know, all due credit to The Miz, he's, you know, we, don't, we sing his praises every week. But sort of at the IC, at the, you know, at the mid-card level, and this is a mid-card feud, or at least, you know, especially compared to everything else at Survivor Series, brand loyalty doesn't mean that much to me. Like, Baron Corbin could just be on Raw next week with no explanation. Nobody would be upset. This isn't like this isn't like Brock Lesnar jumping ship with the title. Not you at know? all. Not at all. Anyway, um, I do like these matches because you don't know who's going to win. A lot of times when it's a title match on a pay-per-view, a, it feels like a it's a fait accompli that, oh, this guy's going over because this story is building to this. Uh, in this case, who knows who's going to win? My inclination is to say... The Miz, because I don't know if they're 100% behind Baron Corbin in the way that they would be if they were going to have him beat The Miz. Wait, can The I, Miz can take a, can a I, fall whenever they need him to. Uh, sorry, I need to back up to the Cruiserweight title match. I understand that there was a lot of weird stuff going on when Neville quit, or, or maybe, I don't know. Is he officially done? No, he has not been uh, given his So maybe they just shotgunned it, but wouldn't it have made a lot more sense to have Kalisto representing SmackDown in this match? And just have him go to 205 Live after a Survivor Series? <laughs> I don't think they were thinking that far ahead. I think they were thinking, oh, God, Neville's, right. Neville's not going to be on the show. We Give need me, somebody okay, to do Forget this. it. I'm not trying to overthink this because it's been exciting. All right, who you got? Miz versus Baron Corbin. I'm going with the Miz. Hey, Miz has got the Miz Taraj. That's, that's, you know. This is a heel versus heel match, which is also intriguing. Miz uh, is going to get cheered. Miz is going to be the baby face in this match. And I think he's going to win because I don't, I don't know if Baron Corbin is... Uh, he has the rocket strapped to him. Houston is, uh, I mean, not a famously smarky town, but all of these big shows are, you know, smart, smart mark cities. There's a certain amount of respect that wrestling fans have for The Miz these days, and they don't have it for Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is naturally unlikable. The Miz, as a, as a human being, from everything I've heard, is the nicest guy He's ever. He's a good guy. Uh, and Baron Corbin lives his gimmick to a certain extent and is very much an antagonist on Twitter and has created this this energy around him where everybody doesn't like him. So I yeah, definitely I mean, see the Miz it's being hard, It's hard to really wrap your mind around the stakes in this one just because it doesn't, like, it kind of, it doesn't matter, right? Not I mean, all. it's not like, there's no way to fantasy book the Miz Gerard switching sides and going with Baron Corbin. I mean, I guess they could. They could switch shows and nobody cares. But it's like, this. Ma- there's not going to be a second, there's not going to be a second pay-per-view you know, with these two fighting each other. So anyway, you got the Miz. I will also take the Miz. Sorry, Wikipedia's got these in a very strange order, so I'm trying to actually just go in order of uh, of intrigue here. Um, let's do. You want to do title matches first, or or uh, Survivor Series matches first? Let's do the title matches first. The Survivor Series matches. I think. I think the men's Survivor Series match will be the last match on the card. Okay, that's a, that's a good bet. Um, Alexa Bliss versus new SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. That's the Raw Women's Champion versus the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, I mean, gosh, this is the this is the match, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not th- th- these are the two biggest stars. Um, 
Charlotte reclaimed the title. She's a previous SmackDown Women's title holder. I'm not crazy, right? You are crazy. She has never won. This is her first SmackDown Women's Championship victory. Oh, well, that's why it was such switched. a big moment. She hadn't even. She had one title match early. Well, and she, she was lost. a champion. She was the first Women's Champion before there was a SmackDown Women's Champion. So I'm considering her part of the tree. The lineage of that Women's title is on Raw. I'm sorry. This is a brand new belt. So as far as I'm concerned, Charlotte has won every single Women's Championship, and that includes the SmackDown belt. It started with Becky Lynch, and it has gone forward from there. So where does the lineage of the—but the lineage of the Raw belt goes back all the way into WWE history? Because it used to be the Divas title, and presumably that claims the history of everything that came before? I disagree. I think that the Divas title was retired, and it was. this is a brand new Women's Championship I like championship to think belt. it just trails on into infinity. Mm-mm. And the SmackDown Women's title can claim the lineage of, like— the fake, the plastic women's championship belt that Wendy Richter took like <laughs> autograph sessions after the Spider Woman took the, like stole the title from her. Hundred percent on- wrong. You're totally wrong here. This is I, I am correct. Uh, you can't just like like glue lineages onto belts. You can't oh, say that. Oh, the hardcore title lineage is now added to the women's title lineage. You can't do that. That's a good idea. They should do that. Well, I mean, there have been women hardcore champions in the past. <clears throat> it's very true. Okay. Um, Alexa versus Charlotte, uh, who you got? In these matches, it seems to me that what you're going to get is the person that they really want to push the most going into WrestleMania is going to win. So who's the bigger star in each match? That's the way that you're going to decide who wins. All right. There's no benefit to you know a cheap victory or something like that unless you want to do a thing where Alexa's bragging on Raw about having beaten Charlotte. But Charlotte just won the belt, number one. Yeah. Number two, she's got a book out. Number three, her father uh, was the subject of a 30 for 30 documentary, and they brought him back out. And he huge mainstream. escaped he, death. Yeah. Huge, and, huge, huge mainstream crossover uh, appeal going on right now, which, you know, I think tells you all you need to know about why they kind of put Charlotte back in the spotlight. Exactly, and presumably she's going to be headlining the Starcade house show in uh, at the Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah. So I have to go with Charlotte. I don't think Alexa Bliss wins this match. She hasn't lost much, so I think she's due a, a defeat here. I think her last loss was to Sasha Banks for the title at SummerSlam. Hmm. Oh wait, no, did she win at SummerSlam? I forget, but she lost the belt to Sasha. Uh, oh, yeah, Sasha lost the title at SummerSlam because yes. she never wins a pay-per-view. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so you're going with Charlotte. Oh, yeah. I would love for, I mean, I they, they need to find a way to run this back. Like, just have them fight Charlotte ekes out a victory and then just go again at, at WrestleMania it's or a, something. It's a sneaky money match. I This is a weird sidebar, but I was watching when Charlotte was celebrating with Rick after the match, which was an incredible moment, probably the closest I've come to crying in a professional wrestling, watching professional wrestling since, um, geez, when would the it have been? The match made in heaven? Huh? SummerSlam 91? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that my mind immediately went there. Um, it, I don't know. I don't know when the last time I would have cried was. Uh, when Bret Hart stopped giving sunglasses out to kids, that was <laughs> that was sort of heartbreaking. Anyway, um, and I was thinking, you know what they should do with Charlotte? Because they keep trying to find ways to sort of like, less so recently, but, you know, up the ante with women's wrestling and sort of, make, you know, give them opportunities to to really shine. They, I was like, they should take Charlotte and, and Natty or Charlotte and whoever, and as a tribute to Rick, have a, have a 
an hour long match, just like have a Broadway, you know, and just like do what Rick used to do. Just like we're going to I'm going to wrestle for an hour and this is going to be the effing show, you know. And then I was like, but where would they, they, where could you possibly do that? I mean, an episode of SmackDown, but nobody would, I mean, with that goose ratings, probably not. They did an Iron Man match on SmackDown. Iron, yeah, you 30 was, minute. I thought Lesnar and Angle, they did an Iron Man match. And they had a bunch of commercial breaks during it. Well, that kind of defeats the purpose. But you can't really put an hour, you, you can hardly do 30 minutes, although they've done it before, but you, can, you can't do an hour on a pay-per-view because they need to cram a bunch of different stuff in A there. lot of people don't get paydays if there's an hour-long match. Anyway, WWE, f- figure out a way to do that. That would be really fun. Um, all right. Uh, where, where, where else do we, oh. You got to pick a winner. My pick, I'm going to, it's got to be Charlotte. Good choice. Uh, Don't change your mind. The kids. I'm just, now, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm waffling like this is just going to end with just like all of the Team Raw and Team SmackDown like coming in and fighting Schma's situation. No, no, no. no. They're going to be clean victories in all these matches because these are one-offs. Why would you do, why would you do a disputed finish if it's a one-off match? Because you don't want anybody to come out looking bad. You don't have a choice. I mean, this Can is going to be. Can you imagine that? This, that would be so lame. Yeah, Charlotte's got such a physical advantage here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the height difference. Yeah, is uh, striking. If this were real fighting, it, well, this match would not be sanctioned, right? <laughs> Different um, weight classes. All right. The, oh, I think the only other. Oh, the Shield versus the New Day. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm not picking in that match. I'm just kidding. Um, I'll go with Charlotte. Okay. Although I want to pick differently than no, you. I want to have on. some point of... Okay. They're always complaining. The fans complain. Charlotte. Oh, Shoemaker. Okay, thank you. The Shield versus the New Day. Six-man interbrand tag team match. We kind of went over this already, and I think you're right that the New Day has to lose. The Shield is on the come-up. They're building all three of these guys for something, some big blow-off. Obviously, Roman Reigns is getting the belt at WrestleMania. The New Day don't ever need to win matches. They're over forever. There are some acts in WWE that will always be over. The Miz is on the list. Cena's on the list. New Day's on the list. Uh, so why not have the Shield win? What's the, what's the benefit of the I New mean, Day there is a win? way you can book this that, you know, Rollins and, and Reigns both get put through tables and Ambrose gets triple teamed and eats a respectable, you know, fights valiantly but ends up losing. Right? That only makes sense, I think, if you're building towards a breakup. Of the Shield. Yes. Another breakup. Because then that sows the seeds of dissension in the ranks. Or they could just sow the seeds and coast on the seeds, chew on the seeds, plant the seeds for a long, wait for the thing to grow and have it never grow. So many seeds. There's lots of seeds. I mean, I just think, I'm I'm picking the shield. I think that the, I think that there's a case that of all of these crossover matches, this is the one where like doing the surprising thing would make the biggest impact. Yeah. And really, you don't need, I mean, I don't think it would take anything away from the shield significantly to lose that match. Right? All they got to do is just go beat up somebody else on Raw and they're good. I think with most of these matches, there's a benefit for the winner, but there's no detriment for the loser because it doesn't mean anything. Right. When the show is over, these stories are over. Everybody goes back to hating each other and there's no brand loyalty. Right, right, right. So but yeah, the, anyone could win, but I think the Shield is going but to if win. The, but if the New Day wins, they could show up on SmackDown next week and just be like, "We're in charge now." Yeah, right. Sure. I mean, it would make it would make a huge difference. Anyway, the Shield's going to win. You got you got the Shield too. Oh yeah. All right. Um, and then our championship match, our title match, or not not a title match, our champion versus champion match, the singles main event 
if that so exists. Brock Lesnar, our universal champion, versus WWE champ AJ Styles, new champ AJ Styles. What do you think? Again, this is a very intriguing match. This is another dream match. This is a match we probably never thought we were going to see in WWE. Um, it, it reminds me of, of what it seemed like they were going to do with Finn Balor in creating this, oh, he's an underdog, he's so small, uh, but he can, he can outlast Brock Lesnar. That, I'm sure that's the story they were going to tell with Finn Balor, and they've just chosen to skip that and do it with AJ Styles instead, which I think is a good choice because AJ Styles can lose this match comfortably and it not make him look bad. Uh, I think with Finn Balor, if Finn Balor's in this match, <coughs> his momentum is totally destroyed if he just loses to Brock Lesnar because he's not mm. he has not been made as a, as, as sure. a top flight guy yet. AJ's pretty bulletproof right now. 100%. Uh, so I think Brock Lesnar wins. It's probably going to be about 10 to 15. 15 mm. might be pushing it. Yeah. But they've created this narrative around the idea of how long the match is going to last. Right. He's going to outlast Brock Lesnar. So I could see a lot of rest holds and <laughs> submissions and that kind of thing. A couple high spots in there. But ultimately, like every single Brock Lesnar uh, main event match on pay-per-view in 2017, he's going to hit an F5, one F5, and it's going to be over. Right. Because, again, we are going to a place where Brock Lesnar needs to be as strong as possible to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. In kayfabe, if you're AJ Styles and you know that Brock Lesnar finds a way to win every match within seven and a half minutes... What would you, but you're, but you want to make it a marathon. What do you do? Well, you take a page from Kevin Owens at, uh, what was that backlash? Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, not, not backlash. Not backlash. What was it? Uh, Keep talking. I'll okay, figure it so out. So the, the pay per view right before WrestleMania, where he just stalled outside of the ring and didn't go in and then was going to continue to try to milk the clock as long as possible. It's a, it was an, that MSG match. No, it was, uh, it was, the one Jericho runs in on, it doesn't run in, his music plays, and then Goldberg hits a spear on him and wins the belt. You don't remember this? No, I, t- I totally oh, remember man. it. I just Googled it, and everything that comes up is just the WWE Live MSG. Yeah, no, there was an actual pay-per-view on- match between the two, and they won, and Goldberg won the belt. So something like that, but that's a heel move. You're not going to have babyface AJ Styles uh, avoiding Brock Lesnar in, in this match. That's not the story they want to tell. So I think it's a valiant effort. Uh, AJ works from underneath a lot. It was Vaseline, according to Jim. Heel producer Jim, thank God. I, don't, I think he said Vaseline. <laughs> I almost said it was road, roadblock into the line, but it wasn't. Uh, there are too many pay-per-views. We don't have to talk about that again. Uh, I, don't, I don't see any other way than to have him really just gut out a match and then lose with one finisher. So my, my call is, is Brock Lesnar. But if wrestling's fake... Is it? If wrestling is choreographed, sorry, apologies <laughs> to Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, could you just, what if AJ Styles just literally like avoided Brock Lesnar for 10 minutes? Do you think Brock Lesnar would be tired after those 10 minutes? So we're talking about a, a sort of rope-a-dopey kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, just roll in the ring, roll back out of the ring for 10 minutes. That's a heel move. You don't have a baby face do that in a match like this. They set him up as right. this ultimate underdog. He has to really, really like just work as hard as he can to win this match and come up just short. That would, I, think, I think in kayfabe even, a rope-a-dopey technique would be the way to go. A lot of Brock Lesnar goes for the bear hug. AJ Styles just rolls out of the way. It's not going to be a good match. It could be a good match. We've this been, is a dream match. Yes. How are you, I mean, you say it's not going to be a good match. 
it very well may not be a good match, but this could be a really good match. Let's rewind a few months. If to... these two guys were fighting at Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> you would we would all be out of our minds. Well, yeah, because it'd be booked differently. But let's re- re- rewind ourselves to No Mercy. We're, we're looking at Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title, and everybody was losing their mind and creaming their jeans about how great this match was going to be because we remember SummerSlam and how great that was. Mm-hmm. Well, it ended up being a stink fest shithole of a match. I know. It's a, <laughs> a, stink fe- a stink fest shithole. A stink face of a match. Uh, it was not good. Right. And we were all disappointed. Sure. We were disappointed about the Joe match of Great Balls of Fire. We are I enjoyed that match. F- but disappointed, yeah. Disappointed you go, in the finish. We, we, we maybe hadn't quite wrapped our mind around the reality that Brock Lesnar works seven-minute matches. Though. Yeah, there's no way this is going to be a five-star classic. But it will be better than the other two that we just discussed because it's AJ Styles. And AJ Styles can bump all over the place for Brock Lesnar, which is a thing that he needs. Yeah. Some of Brock Lesnar's best matches are against guys like Roman Reigns, where Roman just plays the ragdoll for the entire match. Sure. Um yeah, I'm I'm excited for this match. I think they're going to I think they're going to go. I hope so. I hope it's as good as it should be. It depends on where they put it on the card. If this is the main event, then, you know, that's a whole different look. If it comes, you know, second to last, uh, you know, I, our expectations probably shouldn't be too high. If it's in the middle of the card, guess what? Brock Lesnar can go home early. And go back to the ranch. Exactly. He's on a plane as soon as that that three count all right, so who you got? I got Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I do too. Brock Lesnar, the people's champion. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be fun, though. I'm, I'm tentatively excited about this. If it's a terrible match, uh, I apologize. Survivor Series has become one of my favorite pay-per-views because anything can happen. I really am intrigued Just like by Tuesday this. night, wait, what was the old show? Tuesday Night Titans. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen, That's and right. it usually does. <laughs> That's extreme Lord Alfred Hayes' voice. Um, uh, the tag team match, uh, I guess we sort of skipped over. The Usos, your SmackDown champs, versus The the Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, your Raw tag team champs. This is one that could really go either way. Um, I, I'm not a lot of backstory here. Um, zero backstory actually, and the backstory is mostly between the Usos and and uh, the the Shield. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Usos on this. I feel like Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, I feel I, I feel like the Raw Raw brand is gonna win a lot of matches, and this is a really easy one to make the case that like the Usos, you know, could could earn more out of this. But this could really go either way. My natural inclination is to go with the Usos because I prefer them as a tag team. I think they're a better act. Uh, and they've got a lot of momentum going into this pay-per-view. That said, this is a, a, a really good opportunity to have some chicanery and have Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable come in and interfere in the match. Now, <clears throat> that, that seems weird to say that a team that hasn't been on TV all that much is going to get a big spot on a pay-per-view, but... You have to continue building this angle. You have to, at some point, have a run-in. Run-ins happen on wrestling shows all the time, and you want to you want to extend some angle we, on this show. I totally, I, I, I'm totally on board with this. I mean, it, it it does need to be. It does bear mention that one of these two teams has a rival and the other one doesn't. Right. Um. So yeah, one. It would make sense if there was a run-in. Um. 
we should do a whole separate like uh, like a like a sidebar or a, like a chicanery vertical. That's a pun. Sidebar. <laughs> we should do a chicanery vertical because there's you know and just run through the names of people who were on this card. Um, but let's let let's finish this and then before we get to we'll we'll talk about that before we get to the the two big Survivor Series matches. Who you got? Usos or Cesaro and Sheamus. So I laid out this whole idea of there being a run in, right? But as logical as it is to have a run in here, I am fairly certain. I would say ninety percent certain there will be a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn run in in the main event. That's what I was going to get to. In All that right. case, you can't do one here too. This is not nineteen ninety nine WWF. Vince Russo is not the booker right. on this show anymore. So you're not going to have a run in every match. So I think there's, a, there's sick- a chicanery cap. Yes. There's definitely a, you know, a limit to how much chicanery you can have on a pay-per-view these days. So saying all of that about the potential run in, it seems to me that the Usos win because you don't want to do a run in, in this match. You save it for the main event. So you think the Usos are going to win? Yes. I'm definitely on team Usos, team, team Usos. Um, although this could really go either way. Most of these matches could, because again, they don't mean anything. Once it's over, these stories are over. Um, I don't think that, I don't think that chicanery is out of the question here. I could totally see just like, you know, Gable and, and Benjamin not interfering, but just showing up and then that being enough to distract the Usos for to, and get the loss. If their music plays, they all have to stop doing what they're doing and stare at the entrance. So yeah, that, that's a possibility, but I'm still going with the Usos here. All right. I'm going with the Usos too. So far, we're uh, pretty close to being in line. We're on the, we're on the same, on the same. I picked Kalisto yeah. in the pre-show match. Are we in agreement on everything except that? I believe so. All right. Well, so much for this being an exciting pay-per-view. All right. <laughs> the women's traditional five-on-five Survivor Series interbrand elimination match. There should be an acronym for that. The WTFOFSSIEM. Um, we have Team Raw, which is Alicia Fox, our captain, Nia Jax, Ashka, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, just recently added to the team on Monday night, versus Team SmackDown, which is Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and... TBA, but that's Natty, right? You would assume so. Or uh, Paige. Ooh. There's been a lot of talk about Paige ending up on one of these two shows. Newly single the... Paige. Yeah, hey. Single and ready to wrestle. Can we get her? Say. Can we uh, see if we can hook her up with Kazee? I wouldn't wish that upon either of them. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we got so so. Uh, yeah, we have this match. Lana is with them. By the way, uh, for uh, we had the giant, uh, a, a very effective Raw invasion of SmackDown on Tuesday night. Um, weirdly, my famous, maybe not weirdly, my fa- not my favorite moment was the women's like the the Raw women invading the SmackDown women's locker room. It was just it was just really cool, and it was like a confined space, and it felt like a real a real fight. You don't get to see them really lay into each other so much. Yeah. And it's refreshing when they get to kind of mix it up uh, and be a little bit stiffer than usual. Yeah. It was, it was fun. What do you think the storyline is here? Well, it's a, it's a traditional survivor series elimination. So you're going to see, you know, a lot of eliminations up front and then whoever they're hoping to push going forward being the last three to five people in the match. Um, 
my thinking is that if SmackDown has not won a lot of matches, and we're kind of saying that they're not so far, then you give it to the SmackDown women. And uh, my guess is the, the sole survivors are going to be Becky Lynch and um, probably not Nat. I think Natty's getting eliminated. So Becky Lynch, uh, not Lana. Um, Tamina, yeah, Tamina, Becky Lynch, and um, Naomi are going to be the sole survivors. Um, here's what I think. I think this is going to be booked as just like a, a platform for Oscar to rampage through everybody on the SmackDown roster. That's it's, that's it's a, a good look yeah, for. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to think because uh, Becky Lynch has got to get you know has got to have some high spots. She's been you know obviously been positioned to be a big player in the build up to this. So she's gonna she's gonna eliminate Alicia Fox and maybe she'll get a shocking elimination of Nia Jax or something like that. But then I think Oscar's just going to run through everybody on the SmackDown roster. I would love to fantasy book a James Ellsworth return <laughs> immediately after he was future endeavored. That's what, why don't they ever just do that? Just lie or at least just do it a week early, like announce the release and then just have the person show up and just, just to watch the pop. That's not a bad idea, but with, with or without James Ellsworth, I think that the move here. And I think this is gonna. This is setting a record for 800 pay per views in a row that I've predicted a cash in. Um, have Oscar run through the SmackDown team, destroy everybody, and then somehow destroy Charlotte too, and have the cash in. And Carmella cashes in. The, yeah, I don't think the cash in is going to happen before Starcade. I oh. think the whole point of her, one of the reasons why you give her the belt, is so that she can carry it into this big house show they're running. Okay. So I'm saying SmackDown, and you're right. You're right. I take a, it back. As a corollary to that, I'm going to say that this is a great <laughs> opportunity for Oscar to lose her first match uh, on the on the roster uh, in a tag match. All right. She so you got, you got Team SmackDown disqualification. That's where I see this going. She's getting disqualified. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go with Team Raw. Um, the star power is just so lopsided here. That's why I think you have to give it to SmackDown. You got it in the page. Unless the TBA is really something uh, exciting. Yeah. I think Paige will debut on Raw or SmackDown, not on a pay per view. They don't really run angles like this on pay per views. Well, they don't do a lot of things that they're doing differently now. True. All right. Last match of the night. Maybe not the actual last match of the night. We'll see, but likely. Um, Triple H doesn't show up to work semi main events. You know what I mean? Exactly why I say this is the last match. Neither does John Cena. Team Raw is uh, Captain Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and our COO Triple H versus Team SmackDown of Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. Um, were you were you waiting for the Cena run in on Tuesday, or was that did you knew he wasn't going to be there? Probably, he's not going to come just for a run in. As much as he loves WWE, he's he's got other things going on. They're going to save his return for the show. All right. So I was not surprised. Is there? Is it possible that his hair has grown so much that people won't recognize him? Has his hair grown? Is well, he, he, was, gr- he was growing it out before he left. Uh-huh. He had like a regular person amount of hair. You could you could no long you can no longer see his side scalp. Interesting. Well, he's going to be wearing the hat for the entrance at least, so we won't know until he suits up. But what if he wears a hat the whole match? 
What if he has to get? What if he had to get like a mullet for whatever role he's doing right now? Would he just wrestle with that? See, I feel like he's probably just going to wear a, a wig in those sorts of situations. He's not going to mess with the gimmick. It's going to be like Superman in the upcoming Justice League movie where they had to CGI his mustache off for all the reshoots. <laughs> That's right. How does that decision get made? I mean, I know things take priority, but it's like if you have a mustache for a role and then you um, you weirdly have to do another role in the middle of it, it makes so much more sense to shave the mustache and to wear a false mustache. Yeah, but those false mustaches look terrible. Really? Yeah. How do you know? Maybe everybody's wearing false mustaches and you just can't tell because they're so good. There are examples in films. I'm not going to go into that right now, but there are examples of bad fake beards oh. and mustaches. All right. Anyway, I think- If I told you that Hulk Hogan had been wearing a fake mustache for his entire career- Well, he did wear a fake beard in WCW for quite a while. Well, he pencil he he, he darkened yeah, it. He drew it in, basically. Well, his hair is really black, I think. You think he, what, he dyes his hair? Yes, he certainly bleaches his hair. Am I breaking your... Am no, I just, he's blonde. No way. He was bl- naturally blonde, no, wasn't but, he? When he was Terry Boulder back in the day, or no, when he was... Um, yeah, when he like his first run in WW in the WWF, but he was a heel with classy Freddie Blassie. He had his chest hair shaved in like this ridiculous shape. It was black. It was dark brown Wait, chest hair. Okay, brown versus black is a different story. It I'm, was dense. Okay, but that was like pitch black. I think he has dark brown hair, but he just like put did the eyeliner pencil in there or did some uh, mascara to darken it. Either to way, it's it still up. fake. Anyway, so who's going to win this match? Hulk Hogan is going to win this match. This <laughs> is the whole point of what I'm saying. Team Raw wins because of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, you heard it here first. Team, okay. So. You got to pay this off somehow. I know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are in the doghouse, but they have to be involved because they're too big uh, in terms of their name value and their star power to not be involved in this show at all. And you have to have some kind of payoff for this Shane McMahon deal. Because it just sort of like disappeared uh, when they started doing the the Survivor Series build. But there's still money to be made with this feud. All right. Fantasy booking Okay, stretch me out. Yeah, I'm ready. Forget that thing I said about Carmella. This is it. Carmella Cash is in in the main event? Yes. No. Here's what I got. Uh... Team Raw, uh, let's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even, I don't, for this, for my fantasy booking, it doesn't matter who wins. So we can set that aside. Right. I'm just thinking, what if after the match, everybody's taking their leave, whatever. Maybe SmackDown does win. Shane McMahon celebrating in the ring uh, with uh, the Vapex Predator Randy Orton <laughs> or one of his dudes, whoever we think is going to, maybe it's just Orton and Nakamura and Shane, whatever. Then... Owens and Zayn make the big run in to get rid of everybody. Everybody's beat and everybody's tired anyway. And they're just brutalizing Shane McMahon in the ring, just bloodying him, being the hell out of him. John Cena, who's already in the back, comes down to make the save. But no. Oh, he'll turn. Oh, my God. No. Okay. <laughs> the new NWO is formed. This would be a perfect opportunity with to Owen, do that. Owen, Zayn, and Cena. Cena in the NWO. Ditsy, we gotta have a Hogan in the NWO. I am rolling my eyes at you right now. Oh, who you would pop so hard for? Of that. Of course, I would pop for it. I mean, it's a great idea, <laughs> but it's not it. gonna happen. Let's do it. There is a, a lot of intrigue in this match. I know we've said that a million times on this show. There's intrigue in every match, but 
this one in particular because we're talking about Triple H and Shane McMahon on different sides for the first time since Shane came back. We're talking about Triple H, who everybody knows is the guy who basically took Shane McMahon's job, his spot. Shane McMahon was supposed to be the guy who would carry on Vince McMahon's legacy going forward, and now it's Triple H instead. You have a natural story that could be told in this match. They haven't even touched on it yet, because this whole thing just happened on Monday. So there's an opportunity to do something there where Triple H either defends Shane McMahon's honor against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and you set up Triple H and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Or you have Triple H siding with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think that's more likely. They're Triple H guys. And And Triple H is a better heel than he is a babyface. We all know that. Well, you think we're... So do you think we're... For people listening to this, we're going to do a a super early, way too early WrestleMania preview, either next week or the week after, depending on uh, Thanksgiving travel schedules and whatever else. Um... Do you think the WrestleMania match that we're angling towards is Triple H Shane or Triple H Kurt Angle? Because I've heard both. It could be Angle, it could be Owens, it could be Shane, it could be anything. And I think we're, we're going to find out what that match is on Sunday night. Sure. We'll know for sure where they're going with Triple H after that. There are a lot of well, opportunities. I don't see why Kurt Angle and Triple H is a match we need. We've seen it a million times. I don't need, know if we need yeah, to see Yeah, we've seen it when they were both in their primes. Sure. Now we get to see them when they're like decrepit it's old be men. way worse. Um, Great. That's a joke. I love both of them. And yeah, me too. Triple H has been, his actual prime has been the past few years. The um, I, You know that Vince McMahon likes to, you know, take a page from pop culture every time they get, an, every time he gets an opportunity and reflect what's going on in the real world in the wrestling ring. Um, and I think two brothers-in-law beating the fuck out of each other on a, a wrestling pay-per-view it, uh, for, uh, during the Thanksgiving holiday is the most perfect way to reflect what's going on in the real world. I'm for it. I'm for it. Anyway. I'm going to go with Team Raw, though. You no got question. Team Raw? No question. Soul Survivor is going to be Triple H. Um, I think Finn Balor gets eliminated. He doesn't seem to be going anywhere right now. I think... Samoa Joe, I think, will survive. Uh, and maybe that's it. Isn't it crazy? I mean... If John Cena... Oh, Strowman. Strowman's in this match. Strowman. Strowman is uh, is not getting pinned in this match. He is a sole survivor for sure. He get counted out. Survivor. They could just do the old Andre. Like, he brawls and he brawls with Kane through the audience and then... That too, yeah. Wouldn't that be great if just everybody who isn't on the card it makes a schmozzy appearance to distract <laughs> somebody at some point over the course of the night? Then I would think Vince Russo was back. Yeah. Booking WWE. It's just like it's Elias. What's he doing here? Oh, he's, he's <laughs> Titus here. Worldwide run in. Yeah, like why? Why? Why is Titus distracting Seth Rollins? I don't know. I don't know. But what, uh, that would be really great. Um, I'm gonna go. Although I, although Team Raw seems to be filled with untouchables. Um, you know, I think Finn Balor is very touchable. At this uh, point. I, th- I mean, Samoa Joe certainly touchable. Finn, I, I think is. Touchable, but I but I actually do sort of take the logic you were using earlier. Um, he's still on the build, and you know he could go down. And, there's a lot of ways to protect him, but you know he's I think he's still on the way up. Triple H, you know, untouchable. Braun Strowman definitely in in a in a less touchable category. Kurt Angle, uh, I mean, just he despite his great his great showing at the last pay per view, might really be physically untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a limit to what we could do with him. He took two bumps at the pay-per-view. Yeah, two, one of them was really scary. Um, 
And then, uh, despite the fact that they certainly seem to have a little bit more wattage, I mean, John Cena, it's just so easy to to discount Cena because he hasn't been around. Um, And Shane is obviously a super top-tier guy. I feel like SmackDown winning makes more sense from a storytelling perspective. And a lot of the stories they want to tell on the Raw side could be based on internal strife or whatever else. They don't need the win to move forward. There is another train of thought, though, uh, where SmackDown loses, continues the storyline of Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan potentially having a split. Because they teased it last night, the idea that Daniel Bryan is not happy about how they dealt with the invasion and all that stuff. So maybe them them, uh, losing continues that and they have even more dissension in the ranks on SmackDown. I don't know, but I'm still going with, with Raw here regardless gonna, of any I, of that I'm stuff. actually, your last argument was maybe the most compelling one. Uh, I'm still going to go with Team SmackDown just so we're at odds on this. Great. On a card that we mostly agreed about. Send your complaints to at David Shoemaker. Oh, send them to at Masked Man Show where I can ignore them. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just kidding. I ignore at David Shoemaker too. Is there anything else we need to touch on? We've got our picks. Got let's, our picks. let's run them down. Enzo versus Kalisto. I got Kalisto. You have Enzo. Correct. The Miz versus uh, the Miz versus Baron Corbin. We both have the Miz. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. We both have Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, there could be a cash in here, but I'm not predicting a cash in ever again. The Shield versus the New Day. We both have the Shield. Lesnar versus Styles. We both have Lesnar. Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. Do we both end up taking the Usos? I have the Usos. We yes. both have the Usos. Team Raw, the, the women's uh, Survivor Series match. Um, I have no idea what we picked on this. I said SmackDown. I'm going to go with Raw. I hope that's what I said. Jim, <laughs> any idea? You have to remember. And then in the men's <laughs> match, okay, heel producer Jim has not been listening to the podcast, as is He's... his want. And then Team Raw in the, the men's Survivor Series match. Schilling has Raw. Yes, sir. I'm going to take SmackDown. All right. That's it, man. Get ready. Are you hyped for Survivor Series? I love this show. Hyped for Thanksgiving. Ozzy's first Thanksgiving. Ozzy's first Survivor Series, more importantly. Is he going to watch? He's going to have to. My first pay-per-view that I ever watched was uh, Survivor Series 1991 when uh, Hogan lost the belt to The Undertaker. So this will be a nice little (laughs) symmetry here. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy Survivor Series. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there, to all the humanoids, I hope you enjoy the show. Hope you enjoy the holiday. Uh, apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 